1: I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho. Santa Claus is here. Huddle up.
0: You got to build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Welcome, one.
2: Welcome, all, to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Brought to you by yours truly, Micah, my partner in crime, Tyler, and of course, the lusty voice you've gotten used to listening to as our third wheel, Birch, as well, joining us this week. Gentlemen, how you doing? Uh, we just got our March Madness canceled because of a virus. Are you hanging in there?
1: I, uh, I'm, I found this lady on the couch in my house this morning. Apparently, she's my wife. And uh, she seems pretty cool, but uh, I'm missing that March Madness, that's for sure.
2: Oh man. March, how you doing, man?
3: It's it's a rough go here. I March is one of my favorite times of year and it's hard to it's a hard pill to swallow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I you know, and just right when my Jayhawks were peaking right at the perfect uh, time. Stop about your uh, I am a big Jayhawks. Uh, you know what? Crown us champs,
3: national champs.
2: Yeah, yeah, Not. we are. Can't rock chalk, baby. I, and for those of you who are wondering, how is he a Jayhawk fan and a Raider fan? I don't ask me ever since I was little. I like the Kansas Jayhawks. I, I don't even remember like how that started, but it's just been like the team I hang on to. So, you know, there are a lot of people, who you know, they don't live in North Carolina, but they root for the Tar Heels or the Duke Blue Devils and all that kind of good stuff. I don't know. I just yeah. always like the Jayhawks. I think I like the Jayhawks because like everybody rooted for either Duke or North Carolina. And I was like, eh, the heck with that? I'm gonna go for Kansas. So I, I couldn't tell you where the origin started. It's been so long ago, but uh, there you have it. Right when my team was finally looking good, and it looked like, hey, we might not actually get you know bounced at the Sweet 16 like we do every year.
3: It'd be the uh, Elite Eight this year.
2: Yeah, yeah. We the, the whole thing <laughs> ends up getting canceled. Uh, ah, I'm frustrated. But thus, I was life. really looking. I
1: was really looking forward to Kentucky winning the NIT championship this year. <laughs>
2: I don't know. They that was have...
3: Florida. That was Florida. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah, The guys would have been competing for both for that, it sounds like. That's okay because, uh, you know, usually the Boise State Broncos can sneak into the NIT, but I don't even think we're that good this year. So, I don't know. Is there anything lower than the NIT that they could have gone to? But uh, that,
3: it's, C- it's called the CBI, but that was uh, obviously canceled too. College uh, basketball invitational.
2: College basketball's done. No NBA. Uh, I think that the only no, I, they've canceled. You know, I'm not a golf person, but they canceled the Masters, which I know yep. a bunch of people were upset about. Classic. Uh, so
1: Baseball's yeah, done.
2: It's all. It's all over, man. Life as we know it is the pretty podcast much gone down is down the t- done.
1: Yeah. yeah, we're actually doing this episode to uh, formally announce that we don't want to <laughs> spread the coronavirus over the airwaves, and uh, we're going to yeah. have to suspend. This. If you're
2: listening, throw a mask on. We'll put it yes. that way. Get um,
1: that in 95.
2: That's right. Have a can of Lysol ready to go as well. Um, anywho, gentlemen, fortunately, free agency starting up. You know, it could have been worse. This could have come on or like is right it? In like because we don't know yet. Oh, it's going to happen. They push it back.
3: It's going to happen.
2: Talk. It's going to happen. Push it back because you can sign people. You can sign people without making a big brouhaha. Not It's not like the draft, right? So that might get affected. I've got a feeling, though, by the time end of April rolls around, this thing's going to be dying down and we're gonna all going to be just fine. And the draft will continue as as planned. But it could have been worse. It could have been like middle of September and this happened. And they could have suspended the NFL indefinitely and we're going, what the heck? Like, so how do you figure on who's going to the playoffs or not, right? Of course, it would have been about perfect timing because, what, 10 weeks into the season, we were 6-4, and four, so... We would have had a playoff spot. So maybe we did need this to happen about, what, five months ago.
1: Uh, and- we needed it to happen like a month ago, so then the Chiefs didn't win a Super Bowl.
2: There you go. We're yeah, going to just suspended. Good this Good point. Game. Well played. Well played. Anywho, life continues. My Jayhawks are national tie- championships. In fact, I I uh, custom made a T-shirt for myself. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm going to hang a banner in the office, so I'm pretty proud of that.
3: <laughs> Anywho, this. Does it have an asterisk by
2: it? <laughs> No, no, it's straight up. It's straight up. Who did they Uganda play? Was number one <laughs> in the uh, in the final three weeks of the uh, of the season. You so know you I got,
1: you know you've got to make T-shirts for the, all those kids in Africa with the loser on it, right? So you can send it to them.
2: I'll just make Kentucky ones then. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyhow, back to some Vegas Raider football. That's gonna take some getting used to. Gentlemen, this podcast, we're going to go ahead and hit free agent, and I think we'll dive into the draft a little bit, running back and wide receivers. As always, Raider Nation, we appreciate you joining us. Always family-friendly, political-free for like, what, I don't know, 40, 50 episodes we're on now? I don't know. We haven't been keeping count, Tyler, and I know I mentioned this every week. Maybe I need to go back and start counting our episodes. Anyway, we're very proud of both of those things. If you want to be on the podcast, we have a call to get to this week. Give us a call, 208-557-9771. Leave us a voicemail. Give us your thoughts, your concerns about the free agency, which is starting in uh, four days as we record this. Um, the phone talks officially open up in about 48 hours. Um, give us a call. Let us know what you think about whatever's going on. Um, uh, at that phone number or shoot us a message, find us on Twitter at behind Eye Patch, Or if you're still on Facebook at behind or no at, I always say that every week behind the Eye Patch on Facebook, find us there, shoot us a message. We'll read it back on the show. If you want to remain anonymous, you know, just, I don't know, just type in anonymous when you send it. But if it's, you know, a link to your profile, obviously we will find you. Um, and then you'll no the longer be anonymous. So, you know, you're going to just have to figure that out for yourself if if that's what you want to do or not.
1: Birch has a certain set of skills.
2: Right, right. That w- one of the reasons we've kept him around on the podcast. <laughs> All right, guys, what do we want to start with first wide receivers or running backs as we get into the, as as the free agency as we're basically on the eve of free agency?
3: May I just say real quick, though? Free agency, along with March Madness, is one of my favorite times. I just love the frenzy and yes. the back and forth. And the it's like gambling. You know, you're paying oh. lots of money. Not that I gamble, I don't gamble, but so if I how did. do you know what
1: it's like? How do you know what it's walk, like?
3: I've been to Vegas. I walk through the casino. Let's see people throwing around chips and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah, Anyway, it's
1: just like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: my. Wow. Oh,
3: anyway. No, I agree.
2: I agree. At least we have free agency still. And is, which is good because I've fallen into a show hole. Gentlemen, I have been binge watching Magnum PI at my house since there's no sports to watch. Since there are no sports to watch. Um, And I like Magnum PI. I've actually never seen it. I'm enjoying it now, but uh, I am ready for my sports to be back on. Uh, what, what, what do you do if you're ESPN? Like I haven't even turned ESPN on. Like, do you just run reruns? How does that work exactly? Well, With all I, have the it sports on.
3: I have it on right now. They're just playing reruns of uh, bowl games that just happened.
2: Wow. There you go. Uh, you know, you need to dig up. Uh, you know, that's what I need to do. I need to go back, see if I could dig up the year. What was it? <clears throat> we won the national title in, what was it, 2010, 2009? The Jayhawks did. So about 10 years ago. I need to go dig that up and rewatch that uh um, that whole tournament, and feel good about myself again. So, didn't
1: Mario Chalmers hit that deep three in that yeah. one?
2: Yes, indeed.
0: Yes, yes indeed. Uh,
2: good times. Uh, it's been so long. It's been so long, and right when I thought we were back at it, no bueno. Anywho, guys, you know, let's just go ahead and dive into the running backs hitting up free agency. Obviously, one of the biggest names, Gordon from the chargers they just signed Derrick henry derrick henry micah that's who we're gonna go sign no we're not signing derrick henry no, no it's like what do you want to give up for him like you're gonna have to give up josh jacobs Derek carr hunter renfro and darren waller probably and a f- second rounder to get Derek He's a
1: free henry. agent you could sign him
2: I guess that's true. I don't know. I feel like that's like the equivalent. You're gonna have to like give up an arm and a leg as far as pay goes. There you get go. Derrick Henry. So That I can that I
1: can understand.
2: Which, you know, a lot of those players, I won't name names, one or two of those players on our team, are they worth the money? That's maybe a different subject. But uh anyhow, no, Derrick Henry I'm gonna go ahead and cross Derrick Henry off the list. Is there any anybody have issue that Titans are probably gonna re sign him?
3: He's staying in Tennessee.
2: Okay, thank you. All right, let's cross Derrick Henry off you staying in Tennessee, gentlemen. All right, Gordon. Uh, uh, recently, talks have heated up Gordon going to Miami because they just signed Eckler. The uh, L.A. Chargers just signed Eckler to like a four-year deal, didn't they? Correct. Yeah, yeah four-year deal. So Gordon's gone. Um, you know, I haven't looked at – running back is so up in the air. Uh, sure. You know, if you want to say Miami, I obviously I think he's gone from L.A. Um, uh I don't think there's any loss there though because like honestly, I I was more excited when Gordon was in the game than when Eckler because Eckler's to me anyway he was a he was a stud like I I didn't like when he got the ball let's put it that way when we were playing the Chargers so um uh Gordon to Miami I don't know I, as a Raider fan I don't want him I know th- there there's a lot of talk about oh we're probably gonna let. DeAndre Washington go and test free agency, which I've got to imagine there's going to be a market for him. I think he played well enough to be able to get himself a, a decent contract. Nothing like mind-blowing, but um, do you, uh, let's start there then. Let, do you guys think the Raiders try to pursue Washington? Do you think they try to match whatever anybody brings to the table? Do you think they're going to try to keep him in the fold, or do you think they're willing to uh, maybe expand the horizons, maybe even dip into the draft and uh, find a player there?
3: well gm birch would say i would dip into the draft looking at the free agent class of running backs not a lot that makes me want to spend money on them i mean
2: nothing sexy in my opinion
3: um i mean yeah so i would like to take a uh, a young running back in the draft sitting behind jacobs and still got richard coming out of the backfield
2: richard, oh yeah richard,
3: richard sorry <laughs> richard
2: anyway yeah, yeah I, I think i I, th- I feel like we got it backwards though and you know what maybe somebody can call in and explain to me where i'm thinking this wrong i feel like we should have let richard test the market and we should have kept deandre washington as far as if you're talking about a running back in the sense of run game, I think DeAndre Washington's run game was way better than Richard. Re- Richard, i that you got me saying Richard all the time. Rash- Jalen, the pocket rocket, whatever you want to call him. He- he's, uh, you know, obviously his pass-catching ca- pass ability last year got way better, cut way down on the fumbles. In fact, I don't think he had a fumble last season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not that I remember. The season before, it seemed like about every other time he got the ball, uh, he was putting it on the deck. Um, but I still feel like in the long run, I feel like we should have kept DeAndre Washington, let Richard go. However, that's not the case. Um, feel free to tell me where I'm wrong there. Um, but yeah, Birch, I'm kind of with you. There's There are so many players, especially when we have three third round picks. Um, uh, there are so many running backs in this draft that like, yeah, get, get, a, get, what was it? Cam Akers running back out of Florida State. That's a name that's popped up on this podcast quite a few times. Now, I think that's a guy you get easily in the third round. Um, I, you know, use one of those third round picks. Get a big guy like that, you know, and just see what happens. Because a guy like that, I think, honestly, you know, you know, you know what you have in Richard, You know what you have in Washington. But a, a guy like that, boy, you know, he might just be like a one-two punch where you're sitting on a rookie deal with a guy like that for three or four years going, holy mackerel, how do we have Jalen or how do we have Josh Jacobs and a guy like this? is like this two headed beast in the backfield. Like this is lights out. So you
3: need a, we do need a bruiser to come yeah. in. I'll yeah. that Crockett.
2: Right. Right. So, but Tyler, you haven't weighed in on this subject. Uh, Raider running backs. What would, you have any thoughts on the matter?
1: It's cause I'm, I'm looking through this list of, of free agents. Carlos Hyde is going to test free agency. And who was the other guy that was
2: high? Hunt. I think think, uh, uh, Kenyon Drake. He had himself a good season with the Cardinals, I believe, last year. I think he
1: resigns with the Cardinals, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a a few names that intrigue me. One of them is is, uh, Matt Breda from the 49ers. He had 259. Um, attempts this year with 623 rushing yards and a touchdown um, in 13 games. Another name that is kind of intriguing to me is Jordan Howard from the Eagles, formerly of the bears um, who didn't get a whole lot of usage this past year in Philadelphia. He will be a free agent. You already mentioned Deandre Washington, Uh, I think you mentioned Dion Lewis and you mentioned Kareem Hunt here. Here's a couple names for you, though. Um, CJ ProSize. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him from Seattle. He only played in nine games last year, was kind of banged up. Um, But he's kind of been in like they've they've had ProSize and they've had a bunch of other guys that have been trying to win that role as like the lead back and he just kind of never really won that and so it'd be interesting Lamar Miller from Houston that's the other one that that uh, I was trying to think of but uh, but there's there's um oh who was I just talking about CJ CJ Prosci he's only 26 years old he shouldn't command a very big um contract. He was like $778,000 last year. So not, not a ton. He is a bruiser. Um, he's a, he's a bigger back kind of plays with his head down. I think a name that a lot of people are sleeping on too is Isaiah Crowell, who I believe ruptured his Achilles before he ever got to play with us last right. year, Right. um, had to put him on IR. They may look at bringing him back this year, as well, so those are an, a few names, um, as far as like bigger backs that pop out to me. You've got Ty Montgomery, um, and Amir Abdullah, who are kind of like uh, Abdullah was in Detroit for several years, couldn't really win the number one role, went to Minnesota, and he was uh behind Dalvin Cook, so he never really got you know traction there either. More of a pass catcher, Abdullah, just a a speed guy. But those are a few names that stick out to me. I'm not super hyped about any of those names. Um, None of them really seem to be like, oh, yeah, we got to go get that guy. We could also go out and get Frank Gore. He's 37. Um, (laughs) That fits the Raider mold. So uh, a savvy vet from Buffalo. Perhaps he wants to spend some time in the uh, desert sun warming his old bones. And uh, right off into the sunset. I don't know. But uh, out of all of those names, I think uh, Brita and um, Howard.
2: Jordan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jordan Howard are the two. Uh, and maybe Crowell, maybe those three yeah. in that order. Probably, probably Howard, Brita, Crowell. Those are the ones that kind of stand out to me as possible, um, you know, fits into like that, either uh, just spelling off. Josh Jacobs and uh kind of being able to catch the ball out of the backfield too.
2: Yeah. Jordan Howard's only twenty-five. And for his career, he's averaged four point three yards a carry through his first four seasons. So I mean he only played in ten games this past season, but still averaged four point four yards a carry. Uh yards and attempt, So yeah, I mean that's a guy that's a kind of guy that um yeah, I'd love to see him sitting back there. You know, and, and I think that would be Maybe I speak too soon, but I think that would be at least a little bit of an upgrade over a guy like DeAndre Washington. And I love DeAndre Washington. I love DeAndre Washington. I like I said, I wish he was still here, but I don't think that's gonna be the case at the end of the season. So um yeah, dude, I Jordan Howard, you know, we talked about this a little bit. Um, as far as uh guys that will probably hit free agency. I, I've never been a big fan of Lamar Miller. He always seems to get hurt. Um LaShawn McCoy is old. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jordan Howard, as far as if you ask me about one likely running back out of the free agency, I'd probably go Jordan Howard. Um, Mark that down.
1: At, if, if you're asking me as like a GM and and where I want to spend my money, I'm probably not wanting to spend my money a whole ton On a a backup running back when you can get somebody in the third, fourth, even fifth round that we've seen running backs come out in the, you know, in those later rounds and they're just phenomenal. So maybe you think, well, let's address other glaring needs linebacker. (coughs) Hey, wait, Tyler, (coughs) let me just remind you, you can't run it, pick a running back in the
3: fifth. That's where we pick our linebackers.
1: Uh, I thought that was the. Oh, that's true. Yeah, fifth and sixth rounder reserved for linebackers. Our starting captain <laughs> linebacker, as it may be. But alas, no, I, I I think you could find in the fourth round then, um, if you if you want to save money, those fourth rounders don't make as much money as like a vet coming off the street is going to make. So that that's probably GM Tyler. That's where I would address the running back backup running back. I don't I don't feel like that's a huge need right now. Right. right Um but you know that's just what I would do.
2: Yeah you got so like turning our attention to the draft for running backs. Let's say we pass on the first and second rounds. Obviously we don't have a second rounder currently um but let's just pretend we pass in the first and second rounds on a running back. But let's say we're sitting there in the third round. You know, realistically you got here have a guy like Zach Moss uh, they're saying a guy like Cam Akers could be top or the back end of a second round. Um, I could see him dropping, maybe a sliding into the third round. Uh, Birch, you're a Florida man. Tell me a little bit about is P. Ryan yeah. your running back? Uh, what 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 do you, what do you see? Do you see his game transitioning to the NFL? I've watched a little bit. He seems like a really real speedy running back. What what do you see there? Yeah,
3: you know, uh, this year at Florida, he kind of. He put up good numbers, um, but a lot of it, Florida's run game was not very good this year. They relied mostly on the pass um, uh, after Franks got hurt, uh, dislocated his ankle. But it seemed like all game they would just get maybe short yard gains like three yards, five yards, one yard. And then all of a sudden they'd bust off an 85 yard run. So it was like, I don't know how to. I think he he will translate well um he is speedy and he can catch the ball out of the backfield um i don't know if i would he's kind of i wouldn't say he's like josh jacobs i mean he's built like josh jacobs he's a little bit smaller he's not like the bruiser that we're talking about that we need for that one-two punch um i would go with more like like a zach moss um, yeah. like we talked about a little bit bigger back little one that looks for contact but uh, p ryan i mean he's a good running back he's serviceable but like I said, I, he kind of had an up and down year. Um, had some big explosive plays and then a lot of short yards, but maybe that'll fit in. He can catch uh, negative one yard screen passes.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Shades. Sorry. Shades coming in hot and heavy already. We're only like 20 minutes into the podcast. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, you know, Two of the guys that we really talked about Cam Akers and Zach Moss. It just all depends on if they're looking for that big. You know, those are the two guys that, in my opinion, that kind of fit that bruiser type running back out of the draft. I haven't really, to be honest, paid a a massive amount of attention to anybody else uh, in their running back, just because, you know, we got Josh Jacobs last year. Um, So uh, at the running back position, at least for Oakland, um, I'm kind of like, I'm with you, Tyler. I'm like, yeah, you know, if we want to pick up somebody like, you know, third round or fourth or fifth round, you know, take a flyer. If we don't grab anybody in free agency, Um, you know, or maybe we just, you know, maybe we save those picks, you know, pick something else. Keep, uh, uh, Crowell in the stable and, uh, go Crowell, Richard and Jacobs and just figure, Hey, that'll do us just fine along with our fullback. So that sounds just peachy to me. It's not something that I'm going, Oh, we need a backup. We need a really good backup. I'm like, I don't know. Josh Jacobs has shown that he's a three down running back. Obviously they did a really good job. I felt like last year, um, um, with with supporting him as far as not not sh- having him shoulder so much a load, sometimes it was aggravating because it's like third and one, and here comes you know Jalen Richard in, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Uh, but I guess that's more play calling than anything. So
3: and to that point too, I I don't know if you guys noticed this last year watching games and everything, it changes when Josh Jacobs goes out of the game. They could run the same play in Washington or. Richard, whatever, they just don't have the same vision or I don't know what it is. I don't know if the lines not open up the holes for him, but it's just it's just different. Jacobs yeah. is able to find those and make something happen out of nothing. Whereas those other two, I mean, I'd li- I like both of them. Um, if they if Richard would hold on to the ball like we talked about, but it's just different. So we need to find somebody that that's kind of like Jacobs that can make something out of nothing. If it presents itself like that.
2: Right. Yep.
0: One All guy is, is
1: uh, that you could maybe, uh, he's probably going to go second round. I would guess is Clyde Edwards Hilaire from mm. LSU, but he's, he's only five, seven, two Oh seven. He's bowling ball. Yeah. He's like a little, a little, I don't know. Maurice Jones drew maybe. Type, yep. Yeah, type exactly. Guy. Um, and then I was just looking, I'm on drafttech.com and there's a running back. I don't know if this is correct or not. His name's AJ Dylan. I've heard of him. He's from Boston college. He's six foot goes two forty seven. Oh. So if you, wanna, if you want a bruiser, uh, I'm just, while you guys are talking, I'm going to do a little research real quick. Cause I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by this. Um, pull up wikipedia because we know that that's where the good information comes yeah from. well
2: and wikipedia never lies <laughs> no
1: so. never at all so 2017 well, what does wikipedia say his he's like yeah so they're putting him at six foot 245 um good let's see he he that's put up like uh Latavius murray except 15- heavier right <laughs> Yeah, 1500 yards in 13 games his his freshman season at Boston College. The next year, 1100 yards, and this past year he put up 1685, averaged 5.3 yards a carry, 14 touchdowns, added 13 receptions for 195 yards and uh a touchdown there as well. Um Jeez Luis, that is a big. Dude. I, I'm. I wonder. I wonder if he was at the combine.
2: Those kinds of numbers, I would think.
1: I would. Yeah, he was at the combine. Let me. Uh...
2: He's only slated to be like maybe a fifth rounder, isn't that right? right? Fourth or yeah. fifth round pick. Mm. Might be a. What's the name again? Uh, his Dillon. name is A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon, Raider yeah. Nation, remember that he name. Go YouTube it right now. YouTube some highlights. He ran a four five three forty. 5 40 put up
1: 23 reps on the bench, 41-inch vert, 131-inch broad jump, and a 7.193-cone drill. I don't know what the three-cone drill, like I don't know what is a good, but four, five, a 4-5-3-4. Four, a four, At 240 pounds. You
2: sure? Good
1: grief. That is quick. That is like Isaiah Simmons quick.
2: Good grief. That is a massive man.
1: Oh, just look at him lining up in the backfield. He is a large human being. It says built like a minibus, but possessing enough vision and finesse to avoid getting pigeonholed as just a pure power back. Dylan is capable of handling heavy workloads and wearing down defenses, but there is a concern from evaluators that it's taken a physical toll on him. He's a disciplined runner who trusts his blocking scheme and follows his rush track. He's a good one-cut runner with below-average wiggle, but natural power to create yards after contact. Dylan will find more space as he faces fewer loaded boxes as a pro, but dropping weight and adding quickness could be the difference between a future as a committee back or starter.
2: I'm watching highlights right now on YouTube, Raider Nation. If you haven't heard of this guy or seen it, go check it out. Because this dude, he's totally just like, I mean, yeah, he just picks a lane and he just gets downfield. You is know, just, this
3: might not be a popular take, but he kind of reminds me a little bit about uh, the Chris Warren hype train that we had going. That do you guys oh, remember Oh, that's right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know Texas. what?
2: I can see that. I could see that. Yeah. I'm watching him right now outrun a bunch of linebackers, which, you know, at that, you know, against, let's see. Well, that's against Richmond, so I don't know if Hey, I it. just saw that same play. <laughs> hey, oh, there he goes, taking off down the sideline. Into the so, end. Zone. Okay. Go check it out.
1: According to uh to nfl.com and they rank players, they they give them a, a prospect grade. And they put him at a 6.27, which between, oh, that's like a six, that's close to B. It's saying that he's either a good backup who could become a starter or he will be a good starter within the first two seasons. That's how they rank him. And if he's, you know, if he's slated to go in the fourth or fifth round, I mean, there's your lightning and thunder combination, is it not?
2: Right. Yeah, I'm watching the way this when he gets the open field, he gets those long strides like Latavius Murray did. And all of a sudden he's just eaten up like 10 yards in like four steps, it looks like. So definitely a name to keep an eye on, Raider Nation, if you're wanting Oakland to add another running back uh, to help out um, uh, to help Jacobs out in 2020 and beyond. So I like that pick. I like it a lot. That's see that's the kind of stuff you're going to get here at behind the eye patch that you're not going to get at other uh wherever you you forage your podcasting <laughs> from.
3: Good find, Tyler. Good find.
2: Well done. Well done. All right guys, uh are we cool to move on to the wide receiver? I know we talked about wide receivers a little bit here maybe about a month and a half, couple months ago. Nothing's really changed for me. In fact, it sounds like um I, I can't imagine the Cowboys not paying Cooper. Um, now the Cowboys, we know, we all know this by now. Put what was it, a hundred and thirty-three million dollar contract in front of Dak Prescott, and he didn't sign it, or at least last word on the street is he still hasn't signed it. I don't know if that deadline is passed or not. I think it has.
3: He's an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh... <laughs>
2: so
3: Tell gonna... us how you really feel. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a lot of that's a lot of money for someone that does he has he even been to the playoffs
2: playoffs yeah uh I, now has he won a playoff game
3: no maybe has, not I don't know
2: I have to ch- double check that but yeah for a quarterback that like yeah I don't know man uh, so anyway that that brings me back into amari cooper uh um, before cowboys before are, we
1: before we go there okay. can we can I just say that we tendered Keelan Doss Keelan Doss will probably be back as a Raider next year. First round tender? Uh, I don't think so, but uh, they tendered him uh, nonetheless. He and uh, uh, Trent Sieg, who was our long snapper, they also tendered Daniel Carlson, and there were a couple other guys as well. Some linebacker I'd never even heard of, um, which is crazy because we went through about 1,000 linebackers. I thought I knew all of them. Um, but there was one that I that uh passed by that I didn't know who he was. So anyway, carry on. Amari Cooper, I apologize. Cooper.
2: Um I don't see Jerry Jones taking egg to his face, um and, and letting Cooper walk after one season after giving up a first round pick for him. So I think we can scratch Cooper off the list. I think Cooper I stays with the Cowboys. Anyway. Right. I don't I think that's pretty much all of Raider Nation. So- um you know how much he's
1: like on on Spo track, there Birch already said this, but I'm gonna bring it up. Nineteen point seven million dollars a year to drop passes and to fade away for half of the season. It's, it's a crazy. lot of money, my friends. That's lot a lot of money.
2: How much did Khalil Mack get paid every year? What do you end up getting? Twenty four million?
1: Uh like twenty-two a year, I think.
2: Twenty yeah, like twenty two. So $3 million less than Khalil Mack. Wow.
1: Whew, but he, anyway. he had almost as many sacks as Khalil Mack did last year. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh you, did. Whoa. you did Oh,
1: I, did. I oh, went right geez. there. Anyway. Uh,
2: now Dude. that word on the street is bears might be shopping him around. Of course, there are rumors all over the place, but where there's smoke, there's fire water, gentlemen. So I'm just saying. We've all been cooped up <laughs> too long in, in the, the house, please. <laughs> I know AJ we're Green. to some
1: fire water.
2: <laughs> the Bengals swear on their life they're not getting rid of AJ Green. Um yeah, that they were going to tag him, but I haven't seen that happen yet. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I, you know, I think he's going to stay with the 49ers. They had that whole thing, unfinished business. It's what do they call that? It's a
1: redemption tour.
2: Yeah, redemption tour or whatever. I think he's going to jump on that. He's 32 years old. Um, I think he'll, I think I I don't see him being able to like, unless, unless wherever Tom Brady goes, they could pry him away. I could see Brady being like, I want Emmanuel Sanders on my team. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well, we're going to go pay him a ton of money. Um, that's about the only like other place I could see him going and saying, Oh, you know what? I'll head out this way. Um, but I just, I see him sticking with the 49ers. I, any, anybody have anything against that? Yay or nay? Tell me I'm wrong. Can we move on? I
1: like I like Sanders. I think he'd be a good fit for us, um, but I, I don't think you can pay him eleven million dollars a year. Right. When you're yeah. already paying Tyrell Williams eleven. It, it, well done, Birch. Give yourself Ooh. a pat on the back. I
2: love it. I love it. Robbie Anderson. Everybody's like he's hitting free agency. I don't see the Jets letting Robbie Anderson go. Do you guys? I, I don't I, even want him though. That's the thing. Is right. like, I couldn't
1: care less if he does hit it.
2: Right. Uh, I don't want Randall Cobb. Um, not a huge now okay so here's the one name and we talked a little bit about this the one name in free agency wide receiver that does intrigue me Breshad gordon no Perryman.
3: he doesn't get enough chances
2: uh, <laughs> oh my gosh oh,
3: sorry been uh, in the house too long
2: i know we've been cooped up him i you know what i could see philip dorsett i wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind him either. Those are two names. If you could get him at a yeah. decent price, um, Devin Funchess, I don't know. I'm not, uh, he's not I, the I,
1: one who turned into like a giant tight end. Was he? That was right. Kelvin Benjamin.
2: No. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin. I don't know. Boy, that guy talk about a dude that like he had like one baller year, didn't he? Wasn't his rookie season balled out. And ever since then, it's just been kind of like down the tube for old Kelvin Benjamin. But
1: Seth Roberts is a free agent this year. The Dread Pirate pirate Roberts.
2: Here's a name that we've been tagged to or a lot of people I've seen in the Raider Nation. Nelson Aguilar. Raider Nation wanting to see Oakland, not Oakland, the Vegas Raiders make a play for Aguilar. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I see that he gets hurt a lot. I haven't looked at his stats recently, but I know last year wasn't he hurt quite a bit. I wanna say the year before that too.
1: Yeah, gonna, he's uh, fairly he's fairly uh fairly fragile. Injured. Yeah. Fraggle. Fragile. Uh, fragile.
2: So I'm gonna just uh, so um uh Rashad Perriman, about the only name in that group that kind of remotely like gets me like, ooh, now that piques my interest, right? Um but it's been kind of so, so here's what I think. You know, we're talking about receivers, and we're like, oh, let's just skip to the draft," cause it's just what I was about to do. But you know what's going to happen? We're going to pick up like Nelson Aguilar and be like, "All right, we're good." And then in the first round, we're going to get like an offensive, you know, guard and a safety, you know, in in the first round of the draft, and we'll be like, "No, we took care of the wide receiver position. We got Nelson Aguilar and and Tyrell Williams and uh, uh, third and Renfro, and we're good." So. <laughs> I could totally see that happening. I don't. I, I hope not. I pray not. I think those days are behind us. Um,
1: please, please. You know, okay,
2: so so so. If, if Al Davis were still here, who is the player that Henry
1: o- Ruggs the third? Yes, Absolutely.
2: yes, we would. Henry Ruggs would be no doubt about. We would trade up to third. We would trade up trade to like- two first round picks and all of our
1: third round picks. That a total of five picks to pick up Henry Ruggs third, and you would have hands like Darius Hayward Bay. Oh that's what happened.
2: no! That's, that's, that
3: was a terrible draft
1: pick.
2: Come on! Oh, oh that was
1: still like a punch right in the in the uh, old stomach, I guess.
2: A kick to the groin.
1: Kick to the groin. Is that PG? We can say that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's family friendly. Um. I feel like it is anyway.
1: Punch to the face. Pile drive right to the face.
2: All right, so let's pretend this, gentlemen. Jerry, Judy, and C.D. Lamb are off the board at 12. Trade uh, back. Okay, all right, give me a second, all right? Isaiah Simmons is also <laughs> off the Let board. Let finish
1: the
3: scenario.
2: And Ukodu is off the board as I've well. I've been doing
1: so many mock drafts that I already know all the scenarios that can happen.
2: Who do you take at 12 if all those players are off? You still take a wide receiver?
1: Is, is Derek Brown sitting there? Yes. I take Derek Brown. Absolutely. Come on. Who else is sitting there? Give me some players. If <laughs> I ruin your scenario,
2: Lavisca <laughs> Chenault, Justin no. Uh, no. Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, that's
1: too early for all those players.
3: Henry yeah.
2: Ruggs the third.
1: Yeah, that's one that I that. Uh, I don't know if it's just the media or if it's truly he's that good. His name has risen a lot, a lot during after. Well, what did he run like a four three something? Four two like four, a four two something four two seven forty. I want to
2: say like four two seven, yeah.
1: So, I just I don't know. We've yeah. been burned before by Alabama receivers I, I just i don't know I okay, so people say he's the real deal
3: here's his I stats though so obviously his freshman year he had 12 catches for 229 yards his junior year 40 or sophomore year excuse me 46 for 741 with 11 touchdowns last year granted there was three amazing receivers at alabama 40 catches 746 yards and seven touchdowns Hmm. i don't know is he a one-hit wonder or like you said is he the real deal he's just fast
2: all right let me put it to you this way let's okay i'm gonna enter into a hypothetical scenario jerry judy and cd lamb are both sitting on the board who do you take oh gosh
3: why do you gotta do that
2: You're on the clock man you gotta get the card in hurry
3: well i got five minutes ten minutes
2: Oh, well played
0: Birch.
3: <laughs> um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, it's pretty hard. I um I want I'm going to go with, uh with lamb chops.
2: Thank you, Tyler. GM Tyler. Ah.
1: Uh... Heck, if both of them are on the board, that's a win-win. You can't lose. Yeah, you can't. You can't really lose in that situation. That is true. It it depends on one of them. Neither one of them are super burners, right? A lot of uh, both of them kind of do their thing after the catch. I think Judy has the body that is built to kind of already be an impact receiver, I almost, I almost tend towards Judy. Um,
3: They're I very think, similar in size. Both Judy six one, CD Lamb six two. They both go about one ninety.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. I, I like. I, I guess I'm gonna. I would go with Lamb too. Yeah. Just, just because. The thing is with Judy is that we've seen him so much that that like wow factor has kind of worn off. And right. people are like, oh, he's really good. But look what C.D. Lamb did this year. And it's like, well, Judy did really dang good too this year and last year. I mean, coming into this year, Jerry Judy was like a top five pick right. in the draft. If he falls to five, you're like – oh, but he's not as good as Lamb. That's not the case. Like Birch said, both if both of those guys fall to 12, that is a win-win situation. You can't really go wrong, except for when we take Jake Fromm at number 12 instead of one of those two.
3: <laughs> no, but talking about if they both are available at 12, what I've seen happen in a lot of the mock drafts, which would suck, is that the Broncos at 15 are taking the other one. Exactly. Yeah. So got them either or
1: Lamb or Judy. And I've seen them take Rugs
3: too. So we're gonna probably see one of those three receivers.
2: Yeah. Head to Denver. So okay.
1: Let's put this out there. What if rugs and Lamb and Judy
2: Hey, uh, hey, 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 you can't take my well, no, I guess are sorry, gone. Yeah. Okay. No, I was gonna ask that, but it is your podcast too.
1: Gone by twelve. Um, yeah, oh. and we're at twelve. Let's say all three of those guys are gone. I don't think that will happen. I think one of those three will be there. Um, Let's okay. Hope- but what would you do? I mean, do you do you do you at that point? I mean, do you try and trade back? Do you take a, a, a like a a yeah, brown Murray. a Derek Brown or do you you know do do you pull the the trigger and go with a Kenneth Murray? Or a Patrick Queen
2: at that 12th spot? I mean, what, what do you that do? That seems really high for one of those linebackers to me. I think I would, tra- like, if you could find somebody, like, that you could trade back to, like, you know, say 15 or 16, uh, and then maybe pick up another second rounder or another third rounder <laughs> as well or something like that, I think that's what I would do. Because I don't, I wouldn't take, sorry, T. Higgins, I know I've said this in the past, but I would not take T. Higgins at twelve. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced I wouldn't take T Higgins at twelve. And I wouldn't take Jefferson or Chenault or anybody. Now hopefully two years down the road, I'm not looking at like, you know, Higgins being the best wide receiver in the NFL and I'm going, hey, I wouldn't take him at twelve. You know, yeah,
3: but- Even if those three are gone though, like you could still maybe trade back, like you said, pick up a linebacker 15, 16, and right. still take a a Justin Jefferson who had an amazing gear played in a pro style offense. With a with a first the first overall pick of the draft, and he balled out at LSU against top corners that are going first round in the SEC. Like he's no no cupcake. Like right, Justin Jefferson could be really good.
2: And that's where like so you could look at a guy like CD Lamb and go, well, yeah, but who did he play against? Right, like you know he's playing against TCU, Kansas, Kansas State, you know Oklahoma State. All those teams didn't really have have good seasons. Texas, Texas Tech, you know, it wasn't a very good, you know, it wasn't a very good division. So you're going, yeah, he's just a product of, you know, yeah, he had, he had amazing stats because he, no, you know, didn't play against anybody very good. Um, Or are you going, you know, no, he's, he's the type of player that, you know, he's going to, he's going to make it big no matter where he was. If you would have put him with, you know, Joe Burrow, yeah, he would have been ball, you know, had it balled out. Right.
3: Yeah. Um, Justin Jefferson, he's he's a little bit taller than he's a couple inches taller than Judy and Lamb. He's 6-3. Goes about the same 195. he had 111 catches, 1500 yards and 18 touchdowns this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you so know who's like-
1: another Jefferson that I like later in the draft, maybe as an undrafted uh free agent is Van Jefferson from Florida. That's a good one too. He hurt I think he hurt his foot right before the combine, but uh, he just from what I've watched and from what I've read from scouting reports, I like Daniel Jeremiah. He worked with Mayock and we've seen, you know, what Mayock has done uh, to the Raiders front office. But Daniel Jeremiah said that Van Jefferson's got some of the best footwork that he's ever seen. And so maybe, you know, take a flyer on him if we end up with a sixth or seventh round draft pick, or maybe he goes undrafted because of that injury, um, that's that's another Jefferson that I'm looking at as far as uh, wide receiver. They're saying this, and you know, you hear this every other year. This is the deepest wide receiver class right. we've ever seen. But like Matt Miller, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, all of those guys that are you know that we look to to tell us who is good and who isn't all saying the same thing. This is one of the most loaded wide receiver classes they have ever seen in the history of the NFL. And if we could land, I think one or two of those, you know, one as a definite number one guy and another one at depth with Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, um, who Keelan Doss. (laughs) Um, and who else did we have as wide receivers?
2: Jonathan
1: Hightower. Ooh. Just Raider saying. Nation. Micah's name dropping over here. <laughs> and I like that one. I like John Hightower. People say that he's too small, but whenever Boise State needed a big play, they went to John Hightower. So that that's another that's another that good true. one to look at later down in the draft as well.
2: So I feel like if you do reach that scenario, just to kind of get back, Tyler, to what you had mentioned, if if let's pretend um, I to me, I think rugs is even too high to take at 12, in my opinion. If, so if Lamb and, and Judy are gone at 12, I feel like you see if you could trade back four or five spots or even three spots um, and then pick up like a queen or a Murray if they're still there. Cause and then this ties into what Birch said. You're gonna have a Jefferson or a Higgins or a Chenault there at 19. Almost positive. And I would take any three of those options. In fact, I'd probably go Jefferson, Higgins, and Chenault in that order. You're gonna have one of those players there. Um uh you might you might even have a rugs drop that far. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people, you know, think this, you know. I don't know what the general consensus is out there. You know, we, er, before the draft starts, everybody thinks they're going to be eight quarterbacks taken in the first 10 picks of the draft. And then it's right. like, Oh, there were only two. Oh, that's surprising. And I, I feel like that's going to happen again this year. Um, but I want to throw this scenario out really quickly as well, because we could see this happen. Um, let's pretend Oakland doesn't take a wide receiver at 12. Let's pretend, you know, something else happens. We get a linebacker, whatever at 19 who do you like that's not maybe one of these top three guys let's pretend lamb let's pretend okay let's just pretend lamb and and Judy are gone who would you take at 19 with everybody else left on the board lamb and Judy are gone
1: I think I gotta go rugs
2: go rugs birch
1: um
3: yeah I I mean, he's probably your top prospect. The BPA best player available. Right. I right. mean, you kind of got to go there. I mean, I, he, I like- he's a smaller guy. I would. I mean, we have Williams, who's a bigger receiver. We need right. a burner. I mean, Hunter Renfro is no burner, but.
2: Here's my thought. And, Bert, you brought up a good point. I like Justin Jefferson, and here's why. Because he's a big-bodied wide receiver, um, and Carr likes to throw the ball up high. Uh, a lot of times airmail it, especially in the first quarter. <laughs> so, I, you know, he's just going to be used to throwing to guys like Tyra Williams and Darren Waller, who are big bodied players. Why not just throw Justin Jefferson in there as well? Like make defenses pick. Like you're not going to have a bunch of tall corners out there, right? You're not going to. So, so, so there's going to be a mismatch at some point with Waller, with Tyra Williams or a guy like Jefferson. Somebody is going to be lined up against a little 5'11", you know, corner somebody that car, you know, your car loves to throw those, you know, back shoulder or those little fades where, you know, you pin it against, you know, it's just either he gets it or the out of bounds gets it. And usually it's about 50, 50. Um, yeah. uh, but I would go with a guy like Justin Jefferson personally, because I think guy, a guy like Hunter Renfro is going to do your dirty work in the middle of the field, that scat back type wide receiver. And just the way that we play, I feel like Justin Jefferson, uh, I I feel like we would we there's the potential to waste a guy like Rugs because I just can't, how often does Derek Carr launch a deep ball down the field?
3: Well, like, and Justin Jefferson's no slouch in the he ran a four four three forty right He's right got so, some speed too
2: right he has got speed but like I feel like a guy like Rugs like I I don't know I just feel like he could be that type of play that we're going why are we not getting him the ball more um, but we just you know it's not our style of play doesn't, we don't seem to like to push the ball deep downfield. And so I feel like rugs is the perfect fit for somebody like, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers or uh, Patrick Mahomes, who loves to just like, you know, chuck it up downfield and and let their guy get under it. And that's kind of what they're used to. Um, I just don't think uh, Derek Carr is that type of quarterback. You know, he has within his first couple of reads, it seems like he knows where he's going. And so um, I think a guy like Justin Jefferson would fit it perfectly uh, in my opinion, I would go with Jefferson at 19. So interesting. Everybody, well, I guess you guys both had rugs. So Raider Nation, you want to get in on this. Remember, just give us a call. We'd love to hear your thoughts and input. Tell us we're stupid. Tell us we're on point. Um, we want to hear your thoughts on this as well. I'm, I'm there's legit another, interested.
1: There's another guy that if you're interested, if you like um, maybe underdogs or lesser known players, you mentioned John Hightower uh, I mentioned Van Jefferson. Another guy rising up boards right now is Denzel Mim at a Baylor. Um, ah! He's. Yeah, I, I've got to do some research again on this one, but um, let me see here. Here we go. Back to the old Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, so he is 6'3, 215. Um, and let me just go to,
2: is he a senior this year?
0: Um,
1: I think so. Yeah. So he played, he had five receptions against Georgia and had one George. So Georgia beat Baylor 26. 14, he had the only um, receiving touchdown draft. That's, that's his combine and profile. Yeah,
0: so he he's kind of, he's
1: kind of being that like the hill, he should, he's projected as a starter in his first two seasons, 6'3", 207. He's a red shirted senior. Like you said, ran a four, three, eight, really fast uh put up 16 reps on the, on the bench press which is no slouch uh 38.5 vertical a 131 broad jump a 6.663 cone drill and a 443 20 yard shuttle so he had a really good um really good combine right and uh but, yeah, I don't – let me see strengths uh, above average combination of size and speed. Um, they call him a cushion chewer with some of the longest strides in the draft. Um, he's one of those guys that you, you like, gets faster as he gets down the field, like that long strider like right. we talked about with that other guy. Um, kind of his weaknesses – Early push-up field is dull and lacks urgency. Slow gather and break from a normal stride. His routes lack focus and salesmanship. Uh, Maybe we could get him with uh, Michael Scott and learn something about salesmanship.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at this. uh, Brandon Ayuk, we talked about him at Arizona State. Michael Pittman Jr., USC. Jalen Rieger. I've heard a lot of people talk about Jalen Rieger out of TCU. Man, there, there are a lot of wide receivers here. Um, I remember watching Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota put up some big games this year. Van Jefferson, you mentioned him out of Florida. Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of wide receivers this year that I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if Oakland picks one up early. And then, yeah, circles back around, maybe third, fourth, fifth round, something like that. Snags another one or even like you mentioned, Tyler, uh, you know after the draft y'all so. remember
1: Lynn Bowden from Kentucky, the converted yes. uh, wide receiver running yep. back quarterback as well. Chase Claypool is another one that people like uh, kind of later on. Um, there was one guy from a little school. Let's see if I can find uh find him. KJ Hamler from Penn state is another one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, KJ Hill from Ohio state. Uh, it was Isaiah Hodgins I, from Oregon State. Yes, that's another one that I've seen ne- as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like some a lot of these players that we're looking at too, especially you know later round wide receivers, a lot of people are projecting them to be better than what you're seeing on film because guys like it's kind of like the the case of Jordan Love, right? They're saying, look, Jordan Love had like no weapons around him, you know, his senior his senior year, so that's why he struggled. But look back a year earlier, you know, he was balling out. Right. So I feel like it's the same argument could be made with some of these wide receivers in later rounds. Look, these guys put them with, you know, a Joe Burrow, put them with, you know, any of these inner, any of these other top, you know, 10 quarterbacks. And these guys would have been household names, right. heading into the draft. It's just that, you know, they're on Oregon States, Arizona States, Boise State. I hate to bring my Broncos in there, but I've, <laughs> I've got to. And it's like, look, they're just you know they're good, they're sneaky good, they just did not you know they didn't have the talent around them to succeed like they would or like they should when they get to the NFL and you have you know that that supposed elite level quarterback throwing you know you' throwing you the ball or at least a quarterback you know better than an Oregon State quarterback or a Boise state quarterback throwing you the ball, so right, anywho. I digress, gentlemen. Have we have we? Uh, that's all I had for the wide receivers. I mean, I think everybody knows it's a pretty deep wide receiver class. I think we're all praying that we get a wide receiver in the first round. I know I am. Um, but I'm really interested to see how we approach this in the free agency because obviously free agency is going to tip us off to what's going to go on in the draft and should you know be able to steer us to have a little bit of a better and a more clear understanding of how we're going to navigate the draft after free agency. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think we're going to make a big splash in free agency? It's basically by the time this pod is out, we're going to be on the eve of free agency. We're going to go in, we're going to make some a splash or are we going to do what we've done in the past and like 2 weeks go by, nothing happens, and then finally it's like, "Oh, hey, we signed a defensive end out of wait, where? You know, oh yeah, he was on the Giants, you know, practice squad or you know, whatever." What do you <laughs> see happening?
3: I mean, I don't There's some big names coming out there. I mean, even in the last three days, we had Xavier Rhodes, the cornerback from Minnesota, Linval Joseph, the defensive tackle, Cameron Wake, defensive end from the Titans, Delaney Walker. I mean, there's some – everyone's trying to gear up for – and cushion the pocketbook there to get some big-time free agents coming. So, I mean, I hope we go out and at least address some of our defensive woes I mean, I know it's not all defensive, or on the defense. It's both ways, but and we got some holes to fill there. So, I I would hope we would at least have one, maybe two, big name
1: signings. And yep. we they had it up to here with oh, uh, with Whitehead, and they released Yep, yeah, that boy. was from you, Micah. I just I, had to I just had to say it.
2: All right, let me get you guys this take for the record. To hear Whitehead. Gone, Birch. Happy or sad?
3: Um, a little bit of both. I mean, he's great, great teammate, great leader. I mean, had a lot of tackles, but coverage was awful. He was Terrible. the worst
1: coverage linebacker in the NFL. The worst. Yep. Not doesn't. But surprise. like you said, good dude, good teammate. But you know, as far as like tackling machine but that's always after a catch for big yards or something like that you know
2: right right padded the stats it's like it's like when we go down and you know cars like oh i knew that was coming you
1: better be careful it is it's
2: like when cars like 10 of 10 in the last five minutes of the game is like guys it was 35 to 10 like sure he was right so, and him. yeah, that, deceiving stats were deceiving because I saw some of Raider Nation. They're like, why did we get rid of our team captain and our leading tacklers? Like, guys, like, did anybody watch him play? Like, and I, I agree he with lost you.
3: the green helmet.
2: I, I, and, and, and I agree. Like, yeah, green I think top. he's a great dude. I think, I, you know, he was a Raider and I appreciate, um, I appreciate his Raiderness. But at the end of the day, it's a business and you got to be able to perform. And I just always I was always like it seems like when we were watching games and we're in the chat, it was always like, guess who just gave up, you know, that play, you know, to hear. Yep. Guess who got the tackle to hear? Yep. You know, it was like, dang it. What is up? So, yeah, I think it's time to move on. I appreciate what he did. But yeah, I'm, I'm same here. Tyler, you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I think it was addition by subtraction as far as a uh, a player goes, as far as like production goes. But when it comes to, uh, you know, leadership and such, sad to see him go, but it, it had to be done. You can't pay him $6 million a year to get beat in coverage every single time. So – as far as big splashes, I mean, last year we signed Trent Brown, right? Like he right. was he was our big splash. We signed uh, LaMarcus Joyner, which hopefully they move him to safety and not put him in the slot this year because that one stunk. Yeah. Um, and I people there's a few Schobert from the Browns uh, and Corey Littleton from the Rams My problem with spending big money on those guys, though, is if you look at like a lot of big like Albert Hainsworth comes to mind. You guys remember Albert Hainsworth, beast of a defensive tackle for the Titans, and then went to the Redskins and did absolutely nothing and just left them in a, you know, in a salary cap hole for years. Uh, Those things always concern me. Uh, Same with LaMarcus Joyner. I mean, he played like garbage last year, but if we cut him this year, I think he's got a $12 million cap hit that you would have to eat $12 million. And so I I worry about going out and being like, oh yeah, Littleton's going to change everything. It just seems like, They don't play with that same chip on their shoulder after they get that giant contract or they get hurt or something. So I'm always leery of, you know, going out. Another one is that corner from uh, the Jets that they're releasing already. He was from the Rams. Oh,
2: Uh, Johnson, Johnson, Johnson?
1: Tremaine, Tremaine Johnson. Like he, I remember wanting him and being really mad that the Raiders didn't go sign him. And then he just didn't play well in New York and he's getting released. So I would hope that they make at least maybe one decently sized move and then just kind of sign some depth guys. Uh, We, we need some linebackers terribly because I mean, Morrow is a restricted free agent. Whitehead's gone uh I doubt they I don't know that they bring back um mr suspension man
2: oh yeah
1: and i mean who who else is we've got Markel lee still on the roster
2: yeah is
1: that it and Markel this guy lee. That, and this guy that we that we gave a tender to that I'd never heard of I <laughs> think he was on the practice squad and that's it that's all we've got. Compton's a free agent. I'd like to see him back maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like uh, to see Compton back as well. Th- those are just, I mean, that—that that is a glaring need. Uh, uh, like just, you could skip, you know, we probably need a corner. I don't know what they'll do with Daryl Worley, but we, we need some linebackers, something terrible.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys think a guy like Xavier Rhodes is worth going out and getting? Tyler, I see you shaking your head now.
1: No, he's no. gotten beat like a redheaded stepchild way too long in Minnesota. But yeah. he, he just he he even had I, I saw something that somebody said today, like Minnesota's got great linebackers. They've got a great pass rush and he still struggled in coverage. Right. I don't we don't have any of that. And so unless the scheme, he fits a scheme better in Oakland than he did in Um, in Minnesota, I don't know that, but I, I pass. I like Linville Joseph though. Uh, I would, I would kick the tires on that in the middle at D tackle.
2: Um, let me ask you this. There's an uproar when people were talking about it. The rumor was Oakland was shopping Gabe Jackson. Would you hate to see him go? Or what do you guys think on that? Tyler, I'll let you go first on this one.
1: Uh, business wise. No. Because that's like over nine million dollars of cap space that you clear with no hit at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, the last year he was out, I think, with a pec. He hurt it or uh, no, he hurt his knee. The end of the year before he had a pec uh, a pectoral muscle injury, and so that was like why he didn't play well that year before when they gave up all the sacks. Um, and the offensive line was uh, in shambles. So for two years after signing that big contract out of, you know, after McKenzie drafted him in the third round, I wouldn't be surprised if he's either traded or cut to save that $9 million. You've got Jordan, uh, Debbie, and you've got, uh, good. good. Who would step into, uh, probably fight for that guard spot and you've got incognito back and yep. you know that so and you've got trent brown hopefully healthy um i would i would hope that that may be like y- you'd have but offensive line continuity on that offensive line is important too
2: right so right. you
1: do i think he'll still be a raider next year i really don't unless he restructures uh because nine million dollars is a lot to pay a guy who hasn't played much for two years.
2: Yeah, I concur. I concur wholeheartedly. Um, that was another one. Yeah, where I felt like when Good stepped in, like I thought he did a really good job. I mean, I wasn't sitting there going, "It wasn't like when." Uh, uh, oh, who was our offensive tackle that stepped in for a while and just absolutely oh, Parker? It wasn't like when Brandon <laughs> Parker hit the line. Can um, we bring that back was-
3: Leaf Barnes.
2: <laughs> oh gosh right and you know one of the guys, most underrated guys uh, poor rodney hudson man that guy's holding that whole bloody unit together and uh uh man he just hasn't gotten enough to show It'll for his fart. efforts just, like,
0: <laughs>
1: oh birch you're killing me man birch oh. get out please <laughs> dude Freaking, bringing back like that dude played every flipping spot on the offensive line: left guard, right guard, right <laughs> tackle, oh center, oh what a utility man! But just a penalty machine.
2: Oh jeez! Oh,
1: oh, there's a nice run it. off the right side. It's coming back. There's a yellow flag. Uh, holding number 69 on the offense. Ten yard penalty. Started. Uh,
2: they started <laughs> calling it by name. Holding. Barnes, that <laughs> just knew it <laughs> so well. It was like, yeah, if you're gonna keep calling, you may as well just get on a first name basis, right? Absolutely.
3: I forgot you know, about I like, Debbie. Debbie did a good job though, filling in for Incognito there at the beginning of the year before he got hurt.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I think like you said, Tyler. uh What would that bring us up to? What save nine million, we'd be up to like what, like sixty-seven million or something like that in the neighborhood. Something uh, like
3: that. we were at fifty-one, then we cut Tyre. That took us what?
2: That was like six and, billion, it? six and a half million, didn't it?
3: And half. So, uh, like 57, 58, somewhere around there. So, yeah, probably around 65, 66.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you'd be, you'd have some buku bucks to go out and start tossing around here in four days. Oh, man. I'm so excited for that, man. I'm, I'm super pumped. Until walk- the NFL
3: comes out tomorrow and says it's canceled.
2: Get out of here with that. How, you can't cancel free agency because you literally are you like, you have phone conversations like you can't no crowds. You literally have somebody like escorted into a private room to sign your contract, take a photo with a single person. It's true. And, and, yeah. you, you know, uh, to so me, so anyway.
1: if they, it, it right now, the estimated cap space on spo track is 57, uh, a shade over 57 million, 57.3 million. If you cut Gabe Jackson, You get nine point six million, so you're looking at uh, sixty-seven million. Yeah, probably closer to sixty-seven million because it's yeah, sixty-six point nine million dollars somewhere right in there. So I
2: I like it, gentlemen. I think we have a phone call to get to from one of our. Shipman, that pr- pretty much is like what he's like first mate at this point right since we've decided since we've taken on the black pearl name uh for the new stadium the burton is back the burton. In the house with a phone call we're gonna get to that phone call our thoughts on it afterwards we'll be right back
0: Hi, learned Micah. This is your old friend James Burton, and I just called to say I listened to you at the podcast that y'all dropped talking about the quarterbacks, free agency, uh, possible uh, draft picks, and things of that nature. And just wanted to thank you again, guys. You did a great job talking about this stuff, and especially the college prospects that I know so little of. Uh, Birch, hey. Appreciate that input uh, you put in as well, and you know I apologize that I haven't been calling in. I, I really um, my my Raider fandom took a blow last year because when I went to Oakland to the Thursday night game to see the Chargers, it was like a zenith uh, that this old man that uh, arrived at the zenith of Raider fandom, only to be let down again. The way we went, the way we played down the stretch, and I was just demoralized as a fan. I uh, won't stop rooting for him. I never have, and I don't know how to root for another team, but man, just so tired of losing. And as much as I like Derek Carr, the person, I have to agree with y'all, he's just not a winner. So we'll see. We'll see. Excited about Vegas. I agree. Black Pearl better than the Death Star. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I know that's a rare thing, or I'm not. I'm in the minority when I say that. But Black Pearl all the way, guys. Keep it up. I will be listening. You always do a good job. Appreciate y'all's takes, and you just keep it real without being nasty. And there's so much nasty stuff on Twitter amongst Raider fans, man. I don't even like to read it anymore. Uh, but anyway good to hear you guys tyler micah and birch god bless y'all
2: hear from you i was worried tyler for a little bit i was like have we done something to offend mr burton or like i don't like i felt like reaching out almost because we haven't heard from him in a while i but, did i sent him a text good good but god bless you too brother uh yeah man we i think we're all disappointed down the stretch with the play of uh the raiders and and really when, when I, dude it's like feels like it was last week when we were all sitting there talking about Guys, like 10 and 6, 11 and 5 is really like this it's on the table for our beloved Oakland Raiders. What a way to send this team out of Oakland, man, with a, a berth in the playoffs and then just absolutely what are we one and five in the Keep final the
1: bed and for like
2: six games against teams that only I believe only one of them at the time was at 500. Maybe two of them, but I think only I think it's only the Titans at the time were a 500 team. Oof. Anywho, yeah. Anyway, we can't dwell on the past. It's 2020 now. Moving forward. Yeah, you know what? I, and I have to say, you know, he mentioned the black pearl. We're getting that that's really picking up a full head of steam. And I'm really enjoying that. Some people are like, oh, black pearl. Well, you just need to accept the fact that it's gonna be the 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 Death, Death Star. Star. And it's like, no, and I'm happy that I'm not the only one. There are I, I saw a poll the other day on Facebook at 20%. I think it was 20% of the people voted Black Pearl. Now, is that – obviously, the other 80% said uh, um, uh, Death Star. But I was like, dang it. This has really grown ever since we've kind of introduced this idea. The Black Pearl, it has has grown and gotten bigger and bigger. And I am really excited to see this starting to take off. And you know what? Now, we're just going to keep on pushing forward because we are pioneers. We are leaders as Tyler said, not followers. That's we're right. Leaders. And we will we will uh continue to pioneer the name of the Black Pearl for but The At Buccaneers
1: the, day, the Buccaneers have a ship theme, guys. We can't do that.
2: No, it's not. We're pirates. Literally. It's in we our We were theme, there so.
1: first, last time
2: I checked. Yeah, we're pirates. So anyhow. I'm gonna keep beating that drum. Call it what you like. Call it, you know, the the dark, what somebody said it looked like a Roomba, back yeah, <laughs> <The> <laughs> <You> know, Roomba. <laughs> I'll call it the, the desert Roomba, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's just, yeah, you know, let's diamond just start.
1: In the desert.
2: There you go, the black diamond in the desert. I, whatever, it's it, all this. Uh, my angst will go away once we start winning <laughs> some games. So, um, I just and, want, want to see that dang, uh,
1: Death Star. GIF every time we lose.
2: I know. I don't want to see it getting blown to Smithereens So
3: just don't lose.
2: That's right. That's easy as that. Now,
3: I know. Be realistic. 18
2: years. Gentlemen, I have a question of the week for you. Are you guys. All right. So obviously this week. Did you realize it's St. Patty's Day on Wednesday? I did
1: not. I've been caught up in trying to not get sick and stay at work. So
2: right. How yeah, how's that working for you? Hey, don't get sick. Don't don't uh, gather in in, in in crowds, but make sure you go to work and work yeah, with of your co-workers <laughs> like wait what? <laughs> make sure oh, that mate. you
1: you continue to treat patients yeah. every day that are coming in hacking and coughing.
2: I oh, make probably. sure you still see dozens and dozens of people every day, but stay have a little social distancing there, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> stay six wait. feet away.
1: What? But uh, make sure that when you work on that person, you're doing some soft tissue work on them. You're, you're six feet away.
2: How do you have physical therapy work out like that? Like, it you know,
1: very well. You
2: just like put them in a box, and then you like you know how they do it with uh, like chemicals and stuff. You put like your hands in like rubber gloves, and then, like you reach <laughs> in and you start like you, you know, have to put them in an incubator.
1: Like a yes. little baby incubator yes. with the holes in the sides, rubber gloves. Yeah, exactly. I like to
2: speak to a little mic. Does that feel good? How does? The, is there is pain there, there? Is there? Do I,
1: yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! They have created of, something.
1: I'll I'll uh, cut you in on the profits.
2: There we go. Thank you. Yeah, just ten percent. I'll take ten percent for the idea. Right. As for those of you who don't know, Birch, both Birch and Tyler are phys- are our resident physical therapists. So we often turn to them for advice, as I'm sure you've heard in the past, on injuries that have happened and the lengths of time that it takes for them to heal. Um, Like, you know, Tua, the star quarterback from Alabama. Uh, We've tried to convince people, Birch, Tyler, both on this podcast, that it's a totally different injury than uh, what happened to Bo Jackson. But uh, alas and alad, there are other physicians out there, uh, apparently, (laughs) that uh, aren't physicians, but apparently our couch physicians that know more than they do. And um, I'll be darned it, though. Tua's looking good, and he's back in shape for the draft. Who would have guessed it, guys? Who would have guessed it? Not us. Not Oh, Tyler's raising his hand. Oh, sure you would have, Tyler. You, <laughs> what do you know? What do you know? If Tua's Matthew?
1: sitting there at 12, do you guys take him?
2: Oh! <gasps> if Two, if we take Tua at 12, you better be shipping car out immediately. Or he better be gone, Right. Like so say say Tua, Judy, and
1: Lamb.
3: Oh, don't <laughs> do that.
2: Oh. no, uh I'd probably still go with Lamb. Give me lunch. Uh, is Carr Birch. on the team? Is Car on the team?
3: He won't be if you take Tua.
2: <laughs> no, let's have we no, traded he, let's say he's still
1: there. Let's oh. see. let's see. that I got... can't find a trade partner, but Tua's sitting there. Had he not broken his hip, the consensus number one,
2: probably overall pick. I take him. Yeah, can I change my pick? I take him because I, I'm not in love with carr anymore.
1: All right. I take him too. That happened to me in a mock draft. That's why I yeah. I bring that up is Tua was sitting there. I don't think he will be. Um uh-huh. but you never know. There's always those couple players, like you said, that that fall in the draft or rise in the draft and push right. somebody
2: out. So one of those guys right now that I think is going way overhyped is Jordan Love. And apologies, Tyler or Birch, I know you're in Yeah, you, you you better me,
3: apologize.
2: But everybody's like he's a top <laughs> ten quarterback. I could see him going like you know eight or nine, and I'm going what in, I what. I don't even see him going in the first round, but he probably will be, which would be amazing to me. But you I don't can Take the
3: word probably out. He's going to go in the first
2: no, round. No, okay. You know, I'm, I'm gonna make a wager right here, right now. Oh,
1: Another one.
3: Jordan
2: Love
1: just gonna double nothing on the hat that he already owes Birch from uh, Oh my
2: gosh, I forgot I owe Birch Art- a hat. Dude, you know
1: an ice
3: scooper.
2: I mean, what else? Oh, <laughs> Watch you and for your birthday. Oh, jeez, Birch, you need to get after me for these things? Good grief, because I <clears throat> forget. <laughs>
3: um, I, I feel really good about this double or nothing.
2: No, I don't. I'm not going double or nothing. I owe you the hat. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, um, no, I'm telling you right here. You heard me now. Hear it now. Jordan Love doesn't go in the first round. You he won't. Oh, He's gosh. overhyped. There won't be there, nobody will take him in the first round.
3: He's going top fifteen.
2: Oh, get out of here. Take mark, that. Mark you can it take out. that BS way over there, Birch. See over there. I talked
3: to him the other day at Walmart. Just kidding.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> While you guys were buying toilet paper? Yeah,
3: we were standing toilet online.
2: <laughs> aisle. Nope. It's like, hey, I throw me a roll.
1: Flushable wipes. Screw toilet paper. <laughs> flushable wipes is where it's oh. at. Are those available?
2: Toilet. Yeah. Oh. Get on Amazon. Get some. i fifteen,
3: Micah. I'll call you when it happens.
2: Oh, my gosh. No way. Guys, as we approach, as I'm going to try to get back on track here, St. Paddy's Day this week, obviously Easter next month. It got a debate going in my house. What is the best holiday candy? I thought of, I was like, well, yeah, because my wife is over here buying candy. You know, she's like, oh, St. Patrick's Day. We got to go, you know, get a shamrock shake at McDonald's. I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, she's like, yeah, maybe. and then we're Easter's always obviously, obviously coming up. And my wife is the kind of person she plans stuff like, you know, six months in advance. So she's already planning like our son's birth, first birthday. And it's like, honey, he was born in August. It's gonna <laughs> <laughs> like, be gone
1: know. fishing anyways.
2: She's, she's like, yeah, but I'm going to I'm going to get some stuff for her. I'm like, oh. she's like, so what do you think about this? I'm like, honey, it's six months away. Like, I, I don't know. But anyway, all that aside. She was talking about Easter candy. I was like, "When? When's Easter? So, in a month?" I was like, "Well, honey, can we like wait till the month that Easter's in? Then we, I'll, you know, look at candy." She's like, well, I just want to get some ideas. So, anyway, it, it got me thinking: What is the best candy? Because you have Easter, Easter candy, Fourth of July. I don't know if you guys do parades or not, but they throw candy at the parades, oh, or at least that's around- like
1: Tootsie Rolls and junk.
2: Okay, so okay, yeah, but then like you have Christmas <laughs> candy. Right? You have Valentine's Day candy. Uh, I don't know. It's a, you have Halloween candy. Ooh. I don't really... Yeah, there is candy even for Thanksgiving. You got the old uh, candy corn. Um, uh, basically, it's, uh, candy. Flavored, it's, it's it's flavored wax, basically. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Once I start eating one, then all of a sudden... I can I
1: solve this. I can Reese's solve this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups.
2: No, yes. No, well, so stop. I don't even ask the... Yeah. Stop. stop it. Quit Good. it. No, no, gosh, this is getting they out have of hand.
3: Pumpkins, they another, hearts, yes, they have pumpkins, pumpkins, trees, oh. trees,
1: hearts, and eggs.
3: Boom, solved. With, oh, Laid yeah. down.
1: Which,
2: which holiday? Hat. Shut it. <laughs> <laughs> which holiday has the best candy? That was the question. ready yeah. you call in there. I swear. I need your opinion on this as well. Which holiday has the best candy?
3: I'm going Easter because you have the peanut butter eggs, obviously, and then you have Cadbury mini eggs.
2: Oh, my wife loves Cadbury mini eggs. I found
1: two bags the other day. (laughs) Do me. You know what, Birch smashes. He smashes Cadbury
3: eggs. (laughs) I'm not ashamed to say it either. Get chocolate wasted on those things.
2: <laughs> chocolate <laughs> all over my face.
3: Because <laughs> we're that Raider Nation.
2: <laughs> oh, oh <my>
1: <laughs> that's the best shade. That's the best shade thrown all night long. Because <laughs> he is the Raider Nation. Oh, Don't need no invitation. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's very 39 thing. at night, and Birch is throwing fireballs.
0: <laughs> Holy
1: Moses! <laughs> Children, <laughs> duck and cover!
2: Oh, 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 oh. I'm out. Birch says <sighs> east. Tyler, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know I've got I've got to agree. Like at Christmas time. You do have the Christmas Reese's, uh, but at Easter time, you know, the, they they make the Starburst jelly beans. Starburst jelly beans Olive. are good.
0: Oh, um, yeah.
1: so I'm not. Uh, peaks, you have to leave them out for like a few weeks opened and they get... Uh, <laughs> they age. <laughs> they age. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, thank <they> <laughs> you. And... Uh, I won't tell you how they become, but, uh, they age and then, I, I uh, but then they, they've got these sweet, sweet tart gummy eggs. They're, they're oh. like sweet tart gummies. Those <laughs> are good. And, and my wife introduced me to those. They are delicious. And yeah, just, I, I think there's more of a variety at Easter time than any other time of the year. Even, even uh, Halloween, like I-, I would have to vote, I would because you get a different variety. It's not just all chocolate. I feel like uh, chocolate and like mint at Christmas time, but yeah, you get more variety uh, in at Easter. So I I have to agree with Birch and go with Easter time.
2: You know, I I would I would I would normally you almost convince me, but I'm gonna roll the dice because you do roll the dice every Halloween on on what kind of chocolate you're gonna get, but that's all in which neighborhoods you pick. You pick a pick a rich neighborhood like Birches, you're gonna get really good uh, oh. uh get really good candy. <laughs> so um, you know, I mean I've wow. gotten like whole like extra large sized Hershey's bars before, right? Uh with like with the almonds in them. That's like bonus. It's not just like they threw nuts in there as well. Congratulations. You're welcome. Um, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have to go Halloween still, because I like to roll the dice. Yeah, stop throwing Whoppers, you know, in my child's, you know, in my child's bag. Like, everybody just, like, Whoppers is like is like the, uh, it's like the cop-out. Oh, I got some Whoppers for you. And I got some, you know, Hershey's, mini Hershey's bars. Like, get that out of there. Like, get the good candy, right? Get the, yeah. the sour stuff. Get the Reese's. now, I have to say, the one candy that does ha- pop up a lot are the Reese's, and I, maybe that's the bigger reason I'm going for Halloween is because there are a lot of Reese's get tossed around at Halloween time and I'm a big Reese's fan. Um, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the peeps. Um, that's really weird to just like throw a whole baby bird in my mouth and then just like nosh on it. I can't quite get over that with its little like black beady eyes looking up at me right before I scarf it down. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Um, uh, and then, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I'm not a huge fan of what are those eggs? Um, robin uh, eggs yeah the robin eggs but are like they're whoppers
1: beans. too yeah,
3: yeah, they're, yeah. yeah
2: they're the whoppers my yeah, wife those are my mother's favorite
3: she said oh. my wife goes i'd rather have the robin eggs than the cadbury eggs i was appalled
2: oh my goodness oh boy yikes you were we like had a
3: discussion we to. when we got home
2: i was gonna say oh. yeah maybe some marriage counseling or
3: something
2: <laughs> uh but, he no, is the I'm reader gonna, nation <laughs> yeah <laughs> She's going to send her an invitation. I, I where's apologize. That, where's that uh, black and silver? You, made you shake and shiver. here <laughs> oh, I'd go Halloween. I, Easter's close, but I'm going to go Halloween. Uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thanksgiving candy is meh. Uh, and then Fourth of July candy's hit and miss. Usually everybody buys cheap stuff to throw, and it's always like the... like Tootsie uh rules. Tootsie yeah, Pops, Dumb And I like Tootsie Rolls after a while, but you know, after like your 50th Tootsie Roll, because that's how many it takes to actually start enjoying them. Uh, then it's like, oh, gosh, what am I eating here? So anyway, there you go. I like it. Raider Nation, if you call in or leave us a message, we need to know what's the best holiday candy. And it's not what Tyler and Birch were saying. It's the actual holiday and the candy that encompasses it. Give us give us your thoughts on that as well. Gentlemen, do we have any other business before we conclude the pod? Shout out to
1: Birch for... Uh- Throwing flames right there.
2: Yeah, well done, Burge. Really digging deep into his bag of tricks for the little hat trick action at the end. Of the <laughs> no there.
1: pun intended on the trick part, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Raider Nation, thank you so much for listening. We always do appreciate you tuning in. As always, we will catch you in the next podcast.
1: Just win, baby.